Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Do you like visiting museums? Have you ever been in a museum of children's art? What if your museum were showing a collection of paintings of children and one of the pieces was mysteriously missing? That's what happens to Sammy and Ginny in this new shoebox kids mystery. Along the way, Sammy learns that helping others is part of what it means to be a Christian. Chapter 4 Meeting Mrs. Sheckley Wait, you guys! Finally, the others listened and slowed down to stop on the next block. Sammy and Jenny stopped right behind them. What did you guys see back there? Sammy asked. A rhinoceros or something? Didi was still trying to catch her breath. Between gasps, she tried to tell what happened. I heard Chris yell for us to come, and so I went with the rest of them up the gravel driveway. You think the front is overgrown, Willie added. The backyard is a regular jungle. Yeah, a person could go in there and disappear for the rest of their life, Chris said. Didi went on. Anyway, Chris was trying to show us this bush, some sort of rose bush, that grew against the back of the house. It must have been fifteen feet tall. Twenty, Willie said. It climbed all the way up the back of the house. Well, what scared you? A man, Didi almost screamed. While we were looking at the rose bush, a man came right out of the bush at the bottom and stared at us. It must have been some hidden door at the base of the bush, said Willie. I guess we didn't see it. It could have been painted green. I guess it wasn't such a good idea to go back there, Chris said. At least without permission, Maria said. I told you. Tell me about the man, Sammy said quietly. What did he do? Nothing, really, Willie scratched his head. He just kind of stared at us. He scared me, Dee Dee said. It was a strange place, and I wasn't expecting any man to pop out of a rose bush in front of me. What did he look like? Sammy asked. He was tall and thin, and he had a long raincoat on, Maria said. Did he have gray hair? Jenny asked. Yes, and it was messy, Maria said. He could have used a haircut. He looked creepy, and it was a creepy place, Dee Dee said. I'm going home. I'll go back to the Wallaces with you, Dee Dee, Chris said. I think we all should head home, Maria said. Everybody nodded and started to get on their bikes again. Wait, Jenny suddenly said. I forgot my sweater. Jenny, Chris moaned. I think, no, I know I left it on the front porch. I laid it on the railing. Jenny looked at the others who suddenly wanted to go back to a familiar house. Oh, you guys go on. It will just take me a second to ride back and get it. I'll go back with Jenny, Sammy said. Jenny and Sammy didn't expect the house to be as creepy the second time they saw it, but somehow it was. Clouds had covered up the sun, and the darkness of the midday made Jenny and Sammy uncomfortable as they rode up to the walkway in front of the house. "'Where did you leave your sweater?' Sammy whispered to Jenny. Once again, they crept up the rickety wooden stairs to the front door. "'Right over!' "'It's gone,' Jenny said. She looked both ways on the wide porch. "'I thought I hung it on the handrail right there, but—but but it's not there!' Sammy saw that Jenny was about to cry." Don't worry, Jenny. We'll think of something, he said. Sammy looked around the porch. Dead leaves lay in deep piles on the porch. He noticed a window a few feet away covered with dirt. Sammy heard Jenny inhale suddenly, and he turned toward her. Her eyes were as wide as saucers. She tilted her head towards some thick bushes at the far end of the porch. Sammy saw a wide yellow eye staring at him out of the darkness. Then he heard a low howl, and he laughed. It's just a cat, silly, he said. Relax. Sammy quietly walked over to the window and pressed his face up to one of the panes. 
He pulled it away, and Jenny saw that the dirt from the window was now on his face. Sammy took the sleeve of his coat and rubbed away a patch of dirt on the window. There, he said, now we can see what's going on inside. Jenny joined him and peered into what looked like the living room. The furniture looked like it had been there for a long time. Wallpaper was peeling off the walls. A worn rug spotted with stains lay on the floor. Look there, Jenny whispered, pointing. Across the room from them was an old, beat-up couch. Lying across the back of the couch was Jenny's sweater. What now? Sammy asked. Well, we can knock again, Jenny said. Maybe we'll have better luck this time. I don't know, Sammy said. Maybe we should go get your mom. Let me try it just once, Jenny said. Then we can go get mom. Sammy took a deep breath, then nodded. Jenny walked over to the front door and knocked. Hello, she said to the door. Mrs. Sheckley, are you there? Jenny knocked for a couple of minutes with no success. Well, let's head back, Sammy said. Jenny started to answer when she heard a muffled woman's voice come from above them. Jenny and Sammy looked at each other, and Jenny walked over to the far end of the porch. She leaned over the railing to look up at the window where the noise had come from. Jenny, be careful, Sammy said. Those boards don't look too sturdy over there. Just a second, sat. Jenny's words were swallowed up as her foot crashed through the boards beneath her. Jenny, Sammy yelled, and rushed to help her. But when he got close, the boards began to make cracking sound under his feet. Sammy, stay back, Jenny shouted. She stood on one foot while the other disappeared into the floor up to her knee. Another board creaked beneath her. Can you get out? Are you hurt? Sammy yelled back. I think I can get my foot out, Jenny said, fighting back tears, but it hurts. The boards cut my leg. She sat back on the floor behind her. Crying silently, she pulled her leg out of the hole. Sammy winced at the long red scratches that ran down her leg. A trickle of blood ran from one. Who's out there? Sammy and Jenny heard a woman's voice. If it's you teenage hoodlums again, I'll call the police. The screen door opened a crack, and Jenny and Sammy looked at each other. Come on, Sammy said. I can't, Jenny said. Run for it, Sammy. Run and get Mom. Sammy looked at Jenny sitting on the broken porch. Then he looked at the dark figure coming out of the door. Sammy heard thunder boom above them, and he lost his courage. Sammy leaped over the edge of the porch into the bushes. Crouching in the bushes beneath the porch, Sammy watched as the old lady came through the door and walked across the porch. Jenny sat beside the broken boards, quietly sobbing. She watched as Mrs. Sheckley slowly walked up to her and looked at both her and the broken boards. Who are you? Mrs. Sheckley almost shouted. What do you want? Jenny looked scared to death, but she squeaked out a reply. I'm, I'm sorry I broke your porch, she said. Sammy watched from the bushes, still unsure of what to do. Mrs. Sheckley hobbled closer to Jenny, then stopped. Her voice suddenly grew soft. Are you okay? Mrs. Sheckley said to her. Of course, you're not all right. You're hurt. She looked down at Jenny as if trying to decide what to do. Well, I can't carry you. Lord knows I have a hard enough time getting around myself. But you need something to help stop that bleeding. Do you think you can walk? Jenny nodded, and the old lady reached a feeble hand down to help Jenny back up to her feet. I'm sorry I broke your porch, Jenny said again. Oh, don't worry about that old thing. The termites ruined it a long time before you stepped on it. The two of them leaned against each other as they walked slowly across the porch and into the front door. Sammy sat there for a long time, trying to decide what to do. Hiding in the bushes isn't helping anyone, he thought. Should I run for help, 
like Jenny asked me to, or should I follow her into Mrs. Sheckley's living room? The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 5, The Broken Dozen Mystery, written by Glenn Robinson, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.